Chris and Kira. Weekends from 11. My goodness, friends, as always, what an incredible, busy weekend of shows. Do you know, Chris, I always looked forward to doing the radio show, okay? But I really looked forward to doing it this week, and it was to talk all about the RTE Choice Music Awards. Because I don't know, did I tell you this, Chris? I was the judge this year, and um, so I don't know. two things going on here the that fact enough? that Kira hasn't been out in two years, and the fact that she was given any level of responsibility, which Kira thrives. Like, Kira absolutely loves being given jobs. Do you know what I mean? I Kira do. loves it. You really are a class prefect. Oh, Not that I'm saying I being really a class do. prefect is like uh, being the Choice Music Prize judge. Mm-hmm. But Kira does really embrace any sense of community and, and duty when she has to do one of these things. So I've been hearing about the fact that Kira's a Choice Music Prize judge for, I think, about <laughs> six months now. Yeah. Probably, probably like, about I that, love Chris. all the, the Choice Music Prize artists, but I'm really glad this has now come to an end for the year. Like, if I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you, I am really glad we can wrap this up now for a few months. Choice Music Prize, please do not give Kira <laughs> the chance of judging again. For my sake, for no one else's sake except mine. I, I have okay. heard enough. Anyway, sorry, Kira. Yes, go, yes. So, yes, so we did talk about the RTE Choice Awards, Chris. And also, Chris revealed that um, himself and our broadcast coordinator, Adam, they had a choice prize bingo set up in the office for what they imagined that I got up to on the Thursday night of the awards. And they <laughs> yes. were right about every single one that they we had. We nailed it. And of course, now that travel is back, we were talking about the husband who was in a bit of heat for upgrading to first class on a 12-hour journey and leaving his wife to slum it in economy. And uh, we got a lot of text messages about that particular thing. And of course, we were talking about Julipa and Ed Sheeran, both who are up in court, going through legal proceedings at the minute to try and say that their tracks are not plagiarised. So we played some evidence of that. Mm. They sound very similar, though. Yeah, like, sometimes these cases can be borderline, and you say, ah, you know what, I mean, sure, it might be the same chords in theory, but they're played completely differently, the melody's totally different. This is dead on. Like, this is the same song. This is irrefutable. Uh, Then, on Sunday, we were discussing the fact that a dog food company is paying you up to £5,000 if you're willing to smell your dog's feces and inspect your dog's feces over the course of two months because they want to see what a vegan diet would be like mm. on your you dog. Know, so, there you Chris, go. I'm trying to be so open-minded about this, okay? You <laughs> yes. know, and like honestly, I use the example of like if I went on a date with somebody and he told me that's what he was doing for 2 months, I would find it very hard it's to It's a yeah. It's a tough accept sell. Accept it. I hear you. Like, <laughs> I hear you. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I'm really like everyone tells me be really open-minded, Kira. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I am and I have been, but mm, that just might be a little bit of a deal breaker for would me. Would that be a deal breaker, really? Ah, Kira. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I think so. That's really odd. Like, because there's other things then that you'll tolerate, but not that. Very yeah, odd. Yeah, I know, okay. right? Uh, then we were this. I tell you what, I don't care if he is Jamie Jordan. Do you know what would be a deal breaker for me? The way he makes this <laughs> crisp sandwich. I tell you something. I don't care if we were <laughs> oh, madly in love for some do reason. You know what? Yes. If I was madly in love with Jamie Jordan, he could make any sort of sandwich that he wanted. Not this Chris. abomination. Listen, we also Actually, discussed what. Sorry, I take it back. If Jamie Dornan told me that that's what he was doing for two months and he was sniffing his dog's um, feces Would you overlook that? I'd overlook it. Okay, fair enough. So it depends, (laughs) I guess, on who is involved in this study. Yes, yes, it uh, does. We were discussing the fact that Jamie Dornan on, I believe it was Jimmy Kimmel, showed him how to make a tato crisp sandwich. And he used tato cheese and onion, all good. Tato smashy. Yeah, there was a few issues, It was a tato smashy. Um, <laughs> That's a great. Hey, Kira, can you do, do you like a... my Jamie Jordan can... impression? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's a Thanks. really dead on Belfast accent. It's very authentic. Uh, you're like that guy who plays a detective on loads of shows. You know that dude, that uh, Northern Irish actor? You see him in all the um, BBC James shows. James Nesbitt. Yeah. You're like James Nesbitt, Kira. I am. Um, Fantastic. You're a very versatile actor. Uh, and we were discussing his method for making the, tr- the crisp sandwich. Anyway, all that and more. Here's how it went down. It was, of course, nice, though, to see you so invested in something, Kira. So, Because, you see, Kira doesn't do this stuff like for self-serving career reasons. When she does this stuff, God bless you, Kira. You really do mean it. Like, you do it with such a sincerity and such a sense of responsibility and duty. So... You were a judge on... Can you say what you were a judge on now? I presume you can. Of course, yeah. yeah. So I was a judge for the Ortiz Choice Music Prize Award Album of the Year. Album um, of the this Year. This year. Yeah. And obviously the event took place in Vicar Street on Thursday. And it was, honestly, Chris, it was one of the best nights that I've had in a really long uh-huh. time. And I'm not to make it about me. It's obviously all about the amazing Irish music that we've been playing on 2FM and accumulated into this amazing night where, for those I love, ended up winning the RT Choice um, album of 2021. And it was just, it was absolutely That was brilliant. a beautiful album, say, by the way. That oh, was 
a beautiful Absolutely album. Stunning. It was a masterpiece. You know, he even put up yeah. the instrumentals on Spotify. So you can yeah. just chill out and listen to the instrumentals if you're in that mood and you can listen to them with lyrics. I think he is one of the most talented music producers, whatever you want to call him, uh, mm-hmm. spoken word artist, whatever, in Ireland. Um, he if performed... Not he performed at Vicker Street. Um, the crowds just absolutely... Uh, so does so many of the acts, by the way. It was just a really, really good night. But I missed a large majority of it because I was obviously with the other judges and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yes, sounds very um, official. Were you in well, a room like the Illuminati official. sitting around like a big oak <laughs> table uh, kind of nodding your heads you and see, deciding kind what of, to do? I kind of love that that's like what you think that goes on in, in a judging room. And honestly, Chris, I kind of had the same thoughts about you know being on a judging panel I've never been on a judging panel before um, so this was my first experience of it and I absolutely loved it I really loved the judges and then obviously we went on then to, to Vicker Street Jim Carl was amazing as well Jim Carl from the Irish Times who invited me just the whole evening was just unbelievable and then obviously accumulated in for those I love winning album of the year Dermot Kennedy obviously Tracy announced that earlier on um, and her show on Thursday Dermot Kennedy won song of the year yeah um, Tracy was Tracy Clifford, our colleague in 2FM. She was incredible on the night, as was Tara Kumar on the radio. Blonda Tracy was there working really hard as well. And just it just looked absolutely brilliant and it was just a really incredible night. Me and Adam. Yes, here sorry, we go. Sorry, Adam and I, I should say, and a few others who have asked to remain anonymous. We're trying to think of all the things you probably did because like, we're pretty familiar with your behaviour now like on a night out. And we well, were you couldn't to, like, be familiar because we haven't been on a night out in and I don't know how many years. No, I so. know. So we were drawing on all of that previous experience to see like how annoying you probably were to everyone. And uh, so we've annoying, gone through a list of like I wouldn't, bingo. When you use the word annoying. Passionate. Did you, can you answer these questions honestly? Okay, okay. Did you try to talk to Dave Fanning? Yes. Oh, God. God bless him. I know he probably got his ear chewed off. <laughs> I don't even think Dave Fanning likes you. I think he just tolerates you. I don't. Chris, I just think he like humours nice, you. When he's... Be nice. Did you talk about Connemara? We had that in there. Oh, Did you somehow um, bring up Connemara? I invited lots of people yeah, to Connemara. Yeah, I knew it. I knew. That's another Kira move. Inviting everybody to Connemara. Inviting yes. everybody. Okay, You're like okay. when the president invites people to Camp David or whatever okay. it is. You must come up to Connemara now, Kira. Absolutely. Okay, so that's only two. That's only two. Okay. You like the way the US president has the little hideout, Camp David, and his little holiday home, and he invites everyone. So uh, you've you've done both of those. I Sorry, we didn't even go as specific as inviting people to Connemara. You do that all the time as well. Kira's the spokesperson for Connemara. <laughs> um, did you try and talk to all the artists and bore them with your take on things like their albums and... <laughs> Um, oh, you did, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, you did. hold up, hold oh, up, no. hold up. <laughs> oh, God. And Kira no. walks up with such a confidence as well to these things. Hi. Well, why not? So I just think that really there's a few things I wanted to say about your album. The artists are probably like, firstly, who is this woman? Uh, mm-hmm. How is she here? And how does she have this level of access to me? Which yes. she really shouldn't. Did you do um, that? You did. Well, no, no. Do you know what? In my defence, Chris, like obviously me and you have been on the radio for 14 years and we've been playing so many different Irish artists. And I actually met our... Fabulous friend Dahi for the first time. Oh, good! How is yes. Dahi? Dahi was amazing. Like it was, a, we were Excellent. kind of passing each other in a car door. I met Dahi, and it was just really cool to meet Dahi. Nice, because we've been playing his music for fourteen years. I also met Pastiche Chris, oh, who good. we have played as yeah, our yeah, track yeah. of the week. Very she's good. an up-and-coming Irish artist, and she's absolutely amazing. Now I'm not going to lie, Chris. Yes. I did corner David Balf from Those I Love at one stage to tell him how amazing I thought he was. You know what? In fairness, I would probably to do that to Kojak or, or David Balf if I met but them. But unfortunately, I would probably Chris, do that. Yeah. it was very late into the night. Oh, no. <laughs> that brings me to some of the other things we have on the bingo you card, see, actually. This is it. That brings me to some of the other and things nicely. You know when you can see something in slow motion. So I see myself oh, there. Oh, no. I see myself with David Balf. Okay. He's got his head down. He's listening to me intently. But I have no idea what I'm saying. Now, obviously... I couldn't be saying anything but positive things, but it was late in the night. One anyway. of the things we have on here is try to use music terms she doesn't understand when talking to the artists. Did you do that? Um, probably with For Those I Love, you probably did, <laughs> I would imagine. So uh, we're going to put that in there. Uh, on that as well, Started Crying is uh, started no. crying is in there. Started a Fight. Started a Fight is in there. No. No? Okay. No, uh, got I was, removed. I think got removed is excessive, and I don't well, imagine you got removed. I'll admit it now. Myself and Dave Fanning got kicked out. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> no, I'd believe that, all right. No, I'd do you know what? I'd believe that. And I'm being deadly honest when I say this. It was like the first kind of like, it was my first live gig in over two years. Yeah. So I was just on such a buzz of being around, being, first of all, on the judging panel for a really important reason, meeting all the different musical acts, hanging out with the 2FM the crowd, being in Vicker Street. Um, so I was just full of love. I was that Kira. Can I ask I was another one? Full of love, Kira. Talked which, about, sorry, go ahead. Which 
might be a lot for people. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's an awful lot. Kira, when she's full of love and drunk, is is a. I mean, not drunk, of course, but hey. full of love and hey. like really enjoying her time out is a very, uh, very. I was like a beacon of positivity. I know. I understand. I, like, I wonder, understand. does that come across annoying? Talked you know? about how she sat beside Daniel Day Lewis once. Did you? Did no, that come up? Uh, no, oh, it didn't. That did not come up. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I okay. that have come up. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't no, bring that, that story up all the time. While you were talking to time. celebs, like other celebs, no you might have said, yeah. Because I, I think here sometimes says that to look like she's in the celeb world, if you get no. me. Yeah, no, one time I sat beside Daniel Day-Lewis in a restaurant. So No, Chris. Wow. Well, it sounds like you had no. a good time, you, all you in all. You and Adam can strike that one off the list. Okay. Well, it sounds like all in all, it was a great evening out. Sounds I like you were great Adam, fun. I did tell Adam, our broadcast quarter, I did tell him that I loved him at one stage. Is that on the bingo card? <laughs> Telling people you love them was on there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Though we mm-hmm. kind of covered that with all your effusive praise of people that you cornered and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. True. I think Kira's told me she loves me a few times. Like, not in that way. <laughs> but like, as in, I'm pretty sure I've been told quite a number of times. Full of love. Full no, of love. No, I hear you, Kira, And I love you in that way as well. Do you of know course. what it is, Chris? Yes. It's all this bottled up love that I've been storing yeah, for about no, two I know, years I that I haven't really been able to like admit it out into the ether. And then Thursday night at the RT Choice um, Awards, it was just the night for it and it was just like yeah. oh hugging people's another one I get hugs a lot from Kira when we're well now that was a funny one. Oh, because of COVID I mean? is it or like because you still because have the of kind of overhangs more like of a, from yeah, yeah, yeah there's more of a reluctance there but oh don't worry buddy <laughs> oh don't you worry you all better watch out when I can start yeah. hugging properly no again. I'm looking forward to some Kira hugs absolutely I think it's long overdue now Kira and you know what actually with how COVID changed all of our lives I would accept a Kira hug at this point <laughs> like just to get things back to normal do you know what I mean I'd be like I yeah know. fair enough all right I'm usually pretty cynical about this stuff, but I'm actually, I believe this one. Because people are just like this, and I'll explain to you why. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is. Okay, so very quickly, um, there is a forum on Reddit, Chris. You're going to have to explain this more to me because I know you know more about Reddit than I do. It's called Am I an A Hole? So it's a thread on on Reddit, and you go on and you give a dilemma to the internet, and people kind of tell you whether or not you are um, not a great person, I guess. Um, so a man has been branded an absolute a-hole after he upgraded his economy ticket to business class for a 12-hour flight, but he left his wife in their original <laughs> cabin. So this man, he's 25, he lives in Japan. He explained to Reddit that he and his wife, she's 24, they're going to the US for a month for a holiday and originally booked to sit together. Right. However, he had the option of using air miles to upgrade his ticket to business class and he took the opportunity. And he seems surprised that his wife was upset by his decision. And obviously, what do you do, Chris? Well, you take to the online forum of Am I an A-hole to ask if he was, in fact, being an A-hole. So, like, he, straight yeah. away, I think, I think there's the problem right there. <laughs> Instead of asking your wife to explain why she's angry, he goes on to an internet forum and asks a bunch of strangers. But anyway, um, yeah, and he couldn't understand that um, she thought it was really rude and she got upset because she thinks that he chose business class over her. And the flight is 12 hours long. I'd feel abandoned if I was her. And don't yeah, get me wrong, said, I'm usually quite of the other opinion. It's like, no, look, I mean, he had to do it and she can put up with it. Not not in this case. I would feel abandoned and kind yeah. of let down, especially if they're going on a holiday and it's fun. Like, don't get me wrong. If this was you and I, right? And <laughs> oh, I had the I'd opportunity be, to go up I'd to be, first class. I'd be gone like, there in a second. Out. Yeah. You'd be like, see you later. And you'd mm. understand. And you'd go, yeah, fair well, enough. But, <laughs> but oh, if it's I'd your wife. So, no, even if it was you, even if me and you, let's say we were traveling somewhere for work together or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, and I then, had air miles and I could upgrade I, myself to first class and you couldn't. I'd be gone okay. in a second. I know you would. And here's the thing. I would be irrationally irritated, but I would also understand. There you go. You'd get it. I wouldn't do it to like a wife. Jesus, God almighty. Oh, so you do it to old Kira here, your old work wife. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. Be God up there. And I'd actually be like, there's a woman back there claiming that she knows me and claiming that um, she should also be sitting up here. I don't know her. I've never met her. So his defense was he wasn't going to miss his opportunity to sit in business class. (laughs) Um, he thinks it's just a 12-hour flight and it doesn't matter if he sits next to his wife or not. Okay, if I were to ever get married, Chris, Mm -hmm. and I was faced with this opportunity where I could upgrade, I wouldn't want to upgrade it without my husband. No, of course not. No, I mean, because that's part of the fun of these things is like, as in if you were going on a trip, if this is, like, this doesn't seem to be a work thing or anything. This seems to be a holiday that the two were going on. I mean, a two-hour trip, I'd be like, Go on, go up yeah, there now go. and exactly. have a good time for yeah. yourself and I'll see you the other side. That wouldn't bother me. But 12 hours though, that probably would bother me. You see, this is another thing about this as well. One time when I was going New York, Dublin, I was traveling on my own and I got upgraded to first class because they were overbooked. 
Mm-hmm. But that was, I could em- embrace the fun of that because I was on my own. Yes. I couldn't possibly leave whoever I was traveling with, in, like back in economy or whatever. No way. Like no, the but fun I think- of these things is you go there together with whoever, whoever it is you're traveling yeah. with, irrelevant of wife or whatever, husband or partner, whatever it is. That's the fun but of also- it. I think we have to take in the flight duration in the situation as well. If it was one or two hours, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't yeah. mind. You genuinely would. Yeah, you'd you'd say, be like, yeah, I know what you're saying. You'd say you can't turn down the opportunity to go for it. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Go. But no. 12 hours, mm, that's or yeah, I think 12 hours is just a little bit too long. I, I am actually with the woman on this one. Shockingly, Kira. I am, wow. I am going to, I know, right? I'm being a very big man here. I'm going to say, no, that's absolutely awful. You mean to abandon your partner like that? That is, that's lousy. If, feels- you're going on a, if you're going on a holiday as well, particularly. What's unfortunate about this is she's found out after she's married him. I know. Um, you know, and that's just <laughs> even worse. a little bit of a little bit of a red flag for me now. Oh, that's monstrously selfish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, I am actually going to say that he is the a-hole on this for once. Yeah. Yeah, I don't look. I I would be easy going enough myself, but like that's a twelve-hour flight that you have to face on your own. When like you're laid back, enjoying yourself in first class, and you're a partner who you're yeah, going yeah. on a month's holiday with, yeah, that's rough. Is you know slumming it in economy with the rest of uh, us. Ah, yeah, you can't do that, pal. Come on, and don't get me wrong. I know you said at the start like this seems dubious. I think a lot of the things that are put up on this, uh, am I the a hole? are contrived and they're written, they're, they're what's known as bait, as in they're written to be yeah. outrageous so that everyone gets angry. Yeah. I believe one like this. I know lads that would do this to their partner. Yeah, I know of, lads yeah. that would do this absolutely to their, to their partner. Yeah, I know. I totally believe this one, but anyway. Maybe you need to get some new company, Chris. Yeah, I don't have any friends really, so I mean. Um, this is interesting because I know Ed Sheeran is in the process of Either being yes. sued or going to court for plagiarism. And now Dua Lipa's in it as well. We have some Dua yeah. Lipa clips to play for you. But you were telling me about the Ed Sheeran thing is still yeah. ongoing, right? I just, because obviously I think we reported that, God, could be a year ago at this stage. But Ed Sheeran, he is in court to defend Shape of You after two songwriters claimed that it's a ripoff. Um, and that it infringes lines and phrases in their song, Oh Why, Sammy Corkery and Ross O'Donoghue. Mm-hmm. They claim that the, the Shape of You... And that's what it does. So Ed Sheeran is going to defend that. And like, we haven't really heard of that before, if you know what I'm trying to say. Usually the artists just settle. Yeah. Usually all so, the artists do is say, okay, fine, here's 50 grand in yeah. a writing credit, go yeah, away. Yeah, so no, he appeared to the High Court for the start of a three-week legal, legal battle over the copyright of his song, Shape of You. Looks like uh, Dua Lipa might be doing the same thing because okay. this is only this is only from uh, during the week. I think this was on Thursday this started to really fly around the internet. Um, there is a band in South Florida... They are a reggae band, and they claim that a song they made in 2017 is basically Dua Lipa's Levitating. So here, let's play a bit of it. Kieran, I think we're kind of music nerds when it comes to this. We like these plagiarism Mm -hmm. cases. So let's all have a listen to this. I'll play you a clip of it. It's Article Sound System is the name of the band with Live Your Life. Like already I can hear... Already I can hear Dua Lipa's Levitating. So it then continues. Uh, I'll just kind of skip through this. We don't need to hear the whole thing. Sorry, I'll go back to that because that's even like that's there, yeah. yeah. You can hear it. Yeah. So music nerds, being what they are, and I love when they do things like this. They have taken Dua Lipa's Levitating, they've taken the Article Sound System Live Your Life track from 2017, and they've done all these different iterations of it. So I'll talk you through this. This is Dua Lipa's Levitating instrumental with the Article Sound System instrumental layered over each other. Gotcha. They sound identical. I got you. So then there's Dua Lipa, the whole song. Then here's the original from the other song. I mean, come on. And then this is the instrumental of the original with Dua Lipa's lyrics. And then that's the lyrics from the original with the instrumental from Dua Lipa's Levitating. That's a slam dunk. That's a yeah. rip-off. That's an absolute rip-off. That's not like... That's, I mean, that's the same song. 
yeah, that there's no sense. case there. Like as in yeah. sometimes these things are they're on the borderline and you can say, ah, oh, but I mean that's just the same chord progression, but it's done totally differently and all of that kind of stuff. That's the same song. That just sounds like a rework of the song. Mm. You know? It's an interesting one, and, and I was reading into the, the Ed Sheeran case as well, and Ed Sheeran has previously tried to put a stop to the row um, issuing legal proceedings in May 2018. He asked the High Court to declare that the that he and the song's co-authors had not infringed Mr. Shokri and Mr. O'Donoghue's copyright, but however, two months later, they came back and they issued their own claim for copyright infringement damages and an account of profits in relation to the alleged infringement. And... In the case, I mean, the stakes are pretty high. There's an awful lot of money involved in this. Yeah, see, that's you it. If, if these cases go in the way of the people that claim they've been plagiarised, it's huge money. And look, I would be the first person to stand up and say, if you think that you've been plagiarised and, you you know, you should go to court and all the rest. But it's just so... And like, I don't know about the, the ins and outs of songwriting or production or anything like that, but I imagine, you know, there's particular beats, Chris, that work with the pop song, let's say, for example, you know? Mm-hmm. But when that sounds identical yeah you no, know when you're listening back to that it sounds identical hmm you're just like blurred lines that was another one yeah absolutely and of course yeah. we only recently played Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You it sounds exactly like a Paramore track didn't we mm-hmm. find that yeah so I mean look this is common this does happen but also I think sometimes it's a case of people don't realise this that very often and this isn't me trying to like be cynical about your favourite artist or anything but sometimes I'm not saying this is the case with Ed Sheeran or with Olivia Rodrigo or with um Dua Lipa but sometimes your favourite pop star isn't necessarily writing all their own music Mm -hmm. they usually have a team of people that will almost pitch songs to them and say hey I've written this I think it would sound really good with your voice why don't we do that like it's not always a case of the artist themselves is ripping off the thing half the time the artist themselves doesn't even know you know what I mean like they're Mm -hmm. presented with a beat and they're presented with some lyrics and they're kind of they work with other songwriters and, and producers and they make the song without even realising I'm sure Dua Lipa due respect to her mightn't even have heard of this band but one yeah. of the writers for Dua Lipa heard okay. this band well then let's say for example that is the case well then you know writers should be very aware that you cannot and I'm sure there's such pressure as well you know when you're writing for such a huge mm, artist see that's it exactly but yeah. in this day and age and in, in the day and age of the internet and samples and all that sort of stuff you need to have crossed your your. You need to have every, all your ducks in a row. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Know? No, of course, absolutely. I don't anyway. like not to be funny, especially now with how globalized everything is. I don't know how they think they're going to get away with it. See, that's, this is it. That's what astounds me about it. But look, Bye. well done, Holly. You got that, uh, Kira. Let's welcome Holly to the show. Hello, Hi, Holly. Holly. Hi, guys. How are you? We are good. Where in the world are you today? I'm down in Dungarvan in County Waterford. Very oh, nice. Fabulous. Are you up to anything exciting for the day? Um, I'm going to my friend's child's christening later, so I'm really looking forward to that now. Oh, very good. Lovely. Very nice. Yeah. And is this one of those, um, is this like a reg- recent christening or is this one of those COVID overhang christenings that like the kid's five now and you just have to do the christening? Um, yeah, so he's about 18 months now. So yeah, we've been talking about this christening with probably since she got pregnant. <laughs> okay, oh, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this is a highly anticipated christening. Hey, you might be able to be very swish and order 100 euro worth of like pizzas or something to come to I it know, now. I know, I know. I was oh. thinking that I'd be everyone's best friend tonight. Yeah, you will actually. You can you have a real actually. slick move. If no one else knows you were on this, you can just say, do you know what? I'm going to put my hand in my pocket here. I'm going to get all of this nice food now hey delivered guys, for this. Hey guys, why don't we wet yeah. the baby's head with That's pizza? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, listen, you haven't won anything yet. Chris and Kira's Quiz of the Week. How this works is you're going to get five questions on the biggest goings on of the last week. If you get four out of five answers correct, you will win yourself that credit added straight to your account. You can indeed be uh, lording it over everyone at the christening. Saying, no, do you know what? Let me get all of this now. I'm going to cater the christening and you will look like an incredible (laughs) friend in fairness, Holly. But listen, best of luck with these questions. Okay, here's your first question, Holly. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, this week, who said that they had no real plans to return a Spider-Man? Is it A, Donald Trump? Is it B, Pierce Morgan? Or is it C, Andrew Garfield? Um, Andrew Garfield? It is indeed, because, I mean, spoil- I don't think it's a spoiler at this stage, but he may or may not have appeared in the latest Spider-Man movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, is, is this the guy that's going out with... Am I no, wrong Chris, here? You're going, to get, you're going to get it wrong, because you've no idea. Is this is there was one of the cast of Spider Man not going out with a famous singer, and I keep seeing like memes and pictures of them and all that. Am I wrong here? Is that okay? I'm probably wrong. Someone can correct me. I'm sure, but really positive yeah, Tom, he's good. Yeah, Holland, isn't it? Oh, Zendaya. sorry. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Well, Thank you, Zendaya, Holly. Zendaya, but Zendaya is an actress. Oh, so. okay. Listen to me. I sound like an eighty-year-old man trying to make well, sense she of also pop culture. Does 
thing. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, so is he a Spider-Man? No, he's not. Or he yes, is? Yes, Tom Holland is. Oh, yeah, okay. But Andrew right, Garfield right. used to be Spider-Man. Holly, help me. No, Holly did yeah, help yeah, me there. because she wasn't there. Yeah, Toby she brought McGuire. me in the direction of... Yeah, that's right. Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, and yeah. now this dude. Thank you, Holly. Holly here keeping the whole show running. God almighty. All right. <laughs> Thank God you're here, Holly. This would be a mess otherwise. All right. Here's your next question. Boyzone's Mikey Graham announced this week that he had become what? Is it A, Spider-Man? Oh, God. Is it B, taller? Or is it C, a granddad? What do you think, Holly? I'd say a granddad. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, he did indeed. Believe it or not. A granddad, yeah. Early February, guys. So there you go. Okay, here is your next question, Holly. He's the Irish goalkeeper that scored the winning penalty for Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final on Sunday. What is his name? No, Sorry. the question is, why was Quivin... Yeah, you got it there? Or is it... Sorry, excuse me, Holly. I got that wrong. I think Kira's computer screen is broken, so that's not her fault again. in fairness. Yeah, I mean... Why was Quivin Kelleher so delighted with himself this week? Is it A, because he's the Irish goalkeeper that scored the winning penalty for Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final on Sunday? Is it B, that he's going to return as Spider-Man? Or is it C, he broke the world pancake eating record on Tuesday? I think it's A... It is indeed. And I'm so sorry for messing up that question because no, I read eggs. No, Kira, just fine. say no, nothing. Right. Nobody noticed. God almighty. Kira giving a I public noticed. apology. You're going to give a statement, Kira, at the end of the show about well, messing done. up the question. But also, massive shout out to Cleveland Gallagher as well. Massive shout out to Holly for understanding that mess, in fairness. <laughs> well done to you, Holly, in fairness. You are, you are really earning your 100 euro worth of Just Eat Dodgers on this quiz today. All right, here's your next question. It was Shrove Tuesday last Tuesday. What were we all eating? Is it A, Shrove's? Is it B, humble pie or C, pancakes? What do you think, Ollie? C, pancakes? Yes, it is. It was indeed. Well done. Can I ask the both of you, actually, genuinely, did either of you have pancakes on Tuesday? No, no I didn't. No, I didn't either. Yeah. No. no, neither did I. Guys, we're really dropping the ball on the whole pancake situation. Anyway, uh, your next question. What came to an end? I had some on Wednesday, if that makes any difference. I Just on Wednesday, Why I realized... Why are you so difficult? Oh, my God, I'm late with the pancake. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> What came to an end after nearly two years on Monday, Holly? Is it A, the last installment of Lord of the Rings trilogy? Is it B, the need to wear masks in most settings? Or is it C, Manchester City's unbeaten streak? Um, B, the masks. It is indeed. I think that's, is that five out of that five? That is a Chris? flawless five out of five and for you, Holly. Well done. <laughs> well done for entertaining the Spider-Man chat, for entertaining my mess up um, while asking you one of the questions. Um... And yes, well keeping done, the whole Holly. thing on the on the road, really. Holly, exactly. I have to say, keeping the whole Thanks, thing Holly. on its rails. Holly, thank you for helping us do our job. Can we basically. give Holly a thousand euro just eat voucher <laughs> for her um, her great work today? Listen, Holly, enjoy the christening. Uh, it'll be nice thank to be so out much. at all these things with without the restrictions and all that, and to kind of have yeah, a sense of normality. Great. So that'll be cool. Listen, Holly, thanks yeah. so much for coming on. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You too, Holly. There you we go. Too, Kira. Holly. That's Holly. All right. Here's what we're gonna do on the you way know, for I'm you. Racking, what? Sorry, I'm racking my brains, and I'm like. You know the way everything's opening up now? I'm like, okay, what weddings, what christenings, what events now do I have to go to? I know, because there's such a backlog now. See, there's a backlog. Things, Mm -hmm. yeah, for the next year, every weekend. I know, I hear you. We're such curmudgeons as well. Most people are really excited about that. Like, clearly Holly was really thrilled about that. Like, practice, she's getting to go to a christening of her friend's, like, child and everything. And we're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go to social things. I'm going to have to talk to people. Oh my God, it'll be awful. Oh, Kira, did you have some text about... Are people saying yes. they were upgraded as well? Because I love my upgrade story, so I always okay. like hearing other flight upgrade stories from people. So, well, this isn't... I mean, the story that me and you were talking about earlier on in the show, Chris, is about a man who oh, that was decided horrible, yeah. to use his air miles to upgrade to first class while, on a 12-hour flight while his wife stayed in economy, sure, yeah. and he couldn't understand why his wife was, you know, a little bit angry about this. People have texted and said, Hi, Chris and Kira, I got upgraded when travelling with my boss from New York, and he didn't. I said it to the airline and they eventually upgraded him as well. He owes me. Well, I would agree with you on that one. Catherine says, so she should, this is, I love this. This is all about compromise. So she should tell him to make it up to her and that they will share the upgrade so that he has six hours on first class and then he swaps with her and she has six hours. That actually would have been a good idea, yeah. That would have been an amazing compromise. And then I love this one. Chris, Kira, as a married woman with four kids, if I got the chance to ditch my husband of eight years on a 12-hour flight, you can be 100% sure I'd take it. His life is first class because he's married to me. I'd like a little return on my time. (laughs) Also, couldn't be dealing with him in a confined space for 12 hours. I love it. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, then that that minority view that it's okay to abandon your partner at times. All right. You know, amazing message from Catherine. It's like, hey, guys, it's all about compromise. Yeah, sure. 
<laughs> and then somebody else texts in and be like, are you kidding me? I would ditch my husband the minute that I could. It's very funny. The duality anyway. of humankind, isn't that it? I want to annoy everybody because everyone has been annoying me now for the last couple of months. Everyone has been doing Wordle. So every time I go on Twitter, I see people doing Wordle. Well, last night, myself, Chris, and broadcast coordinator Adam started playing Hurdle. Thank That's you. not a joke. It actually is. The yeah. hurdle is where you get us. So what it is, is it's like wordle is in and it progressively reveals more of the word as you get it. But instead, it's a song. So yes. it plays you one second of a song. Then it plays you two seconds. If you can't get that, then it plays you three seconds, etc. I just want to so I'll let, let everybody in on a little bit of insight here. The reason Kira is bringing that up now as well is because this morning I got I the hurdle in, yeah. in less than a second. Yeah. But Oh, and Chris, put it into the group that it got in less than a second because yesterday I said that I got the song in less than two seconds. Yeah. Thank you. And so Chris, I just had course, to outdo you. And Chris had to outdo me, put himself and Adam. Oh, they got this morning's hurdle yeah. and I didn't. Yeah, so I just want to point that out to everybody that Kira yes. did not get this morning's hurdle. I did not get it and Chris had to tell me. And yeah. there you go, Chris. It's a win for you today. Isn't it? It is. Yep. It's a great way to start the morning off. But Isn't anyway. Isn't it just a great way for you to start your <laughs> it day off? It is. That's how I like to start my days off. But anyway, one thing I don't think anybody likes the smell of is dog feces, Kira. Yes. Now, that is one thing I think we can all agree on, which is why I find this a particularly odd proposition from this and company. And I would kind of like to call on dog owners to text into the show um, because a British plant-based pet food company is offering more than £5,000 as compensation for a smelly temporary job. And that smelly temporary job is a dedicated dog owner to sniff their dog's poop in order to test the effect that a plant-based diet has on their dog's digestion. So if, if, if I want to go to these guys, I can say, listen, if you send me what I'm sure they send you the month's supply of food or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then you just have to kind of monitor your dog's poop for the next month or two yeah. and like write a report on it, I presume, and you know tell them yeah. what well, the, the composition is and all that and... Yeah, you have to kind of uh, deal with the stool order, uh, odor and the general health as part of a two-month position. So the company's confirmed that it'll pay £5,000, so that's £2,500 each month for the initial two-month role and cover all expenses for the dog's diet change, as well as provide support from a dog nutritionist to make sure the diet transition is handled kind of in a safe and successful manner. That sounds great. But it sounds great, Chris. Like That sounds like a great deal, though. Like, that sounds yeah. pretty easy. Like, I do that with myself. Never mind the dog. Ugh, if they want, I'll eat the food. Do you know what I mean? I'll eat the food and give them some reports. All participants' dogs will receive a supply of sustainable dog toys and vegan treats to keep the canines satisfied between meals. So, written down, it sounds like a good deal. You get £2,500 a month for smelling your dog's um, feces, which, do you know what, Chris? I don't think I could do it. And someone pointed out this week, actually, and I was laughing when they, we were, you know, we were chatting about this, and they said if aliens came down to Earth and then saw a whole load of humans running around, <laughs> picking up their dog's feces and putting it into bags, they'd be like, "What on Earth is going on?" I thought that was a very funny observation because it's true, you know. Sure. Um, I'm but just no. I yeah. would. It's a firm no for me. Really, I think. Yes. I think I could manage it, especially because. I mean, if you're a dog owner, you're doing that anyway. If you're a dog owner and you're out in public with the dogs or you're in a park, in most cases, you'll have to have bags with you and you'll have to bag it and mm-hmm. pick it up anyway. So, I mean, it's not a huge leap to then just write the odd report on how the dog poop seems to be progressing on the vegan diet. I love this company as mm-hmm. well, the way they say, we will give the successful candidate a supply of sustainable dog toys and vegan treats. Like, I know obviously that's for the owners, but like, I haven't spoken to many dogs that are that concerned about like, whether or not the toys are sustainable or if they're vegan. I don't think there's, I haven't spoken to any dogs that are like, you know, I've been reading about going vegan and it just seems like it'll be right for me. Do you know what I mean? I have a lot of aggression. I run around a lot during the day. Vegan lifestyle might be what I need. I mean, I would imagine, <laughs> you know what I mean? I would imagine this doesn't make any difference to the dog. This is purely so five, for the vanity of the owners. 51552, if you own a dog, would you take on this uh, job, which is basically smelling your dog's feces for two months uh, to see the changes in their digestion and their stools and, and all that sort of stuff? I think I would have to be paid an awful lot more to do that. Really? Now, yes. see, Kira, if you're a dog owner, you're used to this. That'd be no mm. problem. You do that no problem. Really? Because, yeah, okay. Well, you're okay. doing a lot of that anyway. Because in most cases, depending on where you live, you're going to have to clean up after your dog anyway. In in most yeah. cases. So you're, you're in, because, in many cases, you're almost handling the poop on yeah. a regular basis. And that's responsible. But unfortunately, this particular job title, just it isn't sexy, Chris. Responsibility in looking after your dog. Now, that's sexy to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But this, 
this is not sexy. So like you wouldn't be saying to people, well, at the moment I'm uh, smelling my dog's poop uh, <laughs> on a contract with the uh, dog food company. Like, yeah, how do you even bring that up in conversation though? Do you know what I mean? So, Jesus, Jim, what are you at these days? Well, <laughs> well. Have you ever smelled dog feces? Just first <laughs> like, question. Is that, is that something you can relate like, to? Because. Let's say, Chris, I was going on a date, okay? Yeah. And we were chatting. And, you know, he asked me what I did and I asked him what he did. And he said, well, actually, I'm smelling my dog's feces for the next two months to see, um, you know, the effect that it has on the dog's digestion. Scientifically, I'd be interested. Mm-hmm. But genuinely, <laughs> it, would be, it would be a little bit of a red flag and a deal breaker for me. But am I being too harsh? Somebody has texted into the show to say, who do you contact for that? I'm interested. Genuinely, well, omni.pet. If you go on to mm-hmm. omni.pet, you can see it here. So, I mean, I'm looking, because I'm actually looking, I, I was wondering, I always wonder about these things. So I went on their official website, so to speak, because I wanted to see what was going on. And it is entirely legit. You can go on and you can apply right now. I'm on the application page and I can see that this is the real deal, so to speak. So the company will be accepting applications until March 31st, by the way, okay? So we all have a chance, guys. We all yeah, have a chance. Absolutely. The two of us are genuinely excited about this and we didn't realise how excited we were going to get about this actually when we saw it. But next Thursday, March 10th, Electric Picnic is going to be announcing its lineup for 2022. That is... That's the truth. Finally, after two years, we are going to party again. And to celebrate the return of EP of Electric Picnic 2FM is premiering the exclusive documentary, A Piece of the Picnic, this Sunday. So that's tonight at 7pm on the 2FM YouTube channel. So A Piece of the Picnic tells the story of the past two years of how Electric Picnic didn't happen for obvious reasons and how a community of festival makers and musicians came together last September to capture a piece of the picnic. Absolutely. Now, the documentary was made with the funding from the live performance support scheme to give people in the music industry who had been deprived of work during the pandemic a chance to put together a show which captures the unique essence of Electric Picnic in the absence, of course, of the festival in both 2020 and 2021. So, it's a piece of the picnic on 2FM's YouTube channel tonight at 7pm. So, obviously, I mean, obviously you're already subscribed. Put your wellies on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put up, put on your like daisy chain headband thing and like your mm-hmm. wellies and your dungarees and put all that. Put on your festival gear. Yes. Let's get to it. Go online right now. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not already and a piece of the picnic will be on there tonight at 7pm. All right. The brilliant Mango and Math Man Heartbreaks and Promises here on 2FM. Right. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Do you know what, Chris? Do you what? know who I met? on um, Thursday night at the Ortiz Choice Awards. Did you meet Mango and or Mathman? I met Mango and Mathman. Thank you very did much. Did you meet both of them? I did. Very nice. How are Mango and Mathman? They're good. They're good. Do they mention me at all? No, Chris. Do they mention me. my oh, pitch no, to them to oh. be like on the, the third verse of some of their rap tracks? Actually, did that come they up? Actually, they pulled me aside at the gig and they were like, here, can you get Chris to stop? I've always hated Mango and Mathman. <laughs> what an awful track. I know it's a brilliant track. Anyway, listen, it's hi everyone. Track. What is going on? Hey, you know what? Actually, speaking of heartbreak, I'm watching this and I'm I'm actually my heart is breaking that this okay. man thinks that this is what a tato sandwich is. Well, I mean I think this is his example of what a tato sandwich is. So very hmm. quickly, the Belfast actor Jamie Dornan, he kind of introduced his version of the beloved tato sandwich to the world. He was on one of the most popular chat shows in the US. He's, he appeared on Jimmy Kimmel on Thursday. He's, he was on to promote The Tourist. Have you seen that? It's actually really good. No. What's and it on? Um, it is on the BBC, I think, Christopher. Okay, um, he also spoke about the success of Kenneth Branagh's Belfast, which is in the cinemas right now. I haven't been to see it and I really want to see it. And anyway, he decided to share with America the task of making a Tato Crisp sandwich. Yeah, listen to this, because I also I've noticed all these American chat shows like, always want you to have like a bit to do. Do you know what I mean? There always what? has to be like a thing you're doing now they when you're do. on it. And I kind of love that. I kind of love the innovation of it. I do, Chris. Like, I, I do enjoy a little bit of Jimmy Kimmel. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, well, listen, I, I do not enjoy this segment. I like both of these individuals in question <laughs> for, you know, for their, for their fine work. But not this particular segment. This is, I actually want to say, sometimes you know the way they do this on the radio. You might find this next piece distressing because <laughs> I found it very distressing, let me well, tell you. it has divided the internet, Yeah, Chris, I found this distressing. This was awful. So right. you've ordered some ingredients and yes. I would like yeah. you to tell us oh. what this is. This is something that you really eat in Ireland. What we're making here is called a a tato smashy. So this is what you do. You find, ideally, you find the cheapest white bread you can. Okay, I'm with him so far because that does add to the charm of it. I even like when the bread is slightly stale, almost. So I'm with him. What? Yeah. Oh when it's oh. kind of hard. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm with him okay, on let's, this. Hundred percent. Leave our comments till the end because I do not agree with you on that. I'm with. Anyway. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. We're going to start an argument on this. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. You're right. We should let him play it and then. 
tear the head off each other. Okay. Fine. Okay. There used to be a bread back home called Mighty White, which was like Wonder Bread kind of thing. Sugary death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Anyway, you, you you go heavy on the mayo, both sides. Oh, two sides of the mayo. So you don't muck around with um, light mayonnaise either. You do the, the real stuff. That's regular ham? Okay, that's regular ham. Mm -hmm. I actually find the cheaper ham, the better. Mm -hmm. It all comes from the same animal. Okay. You go, you go quite heavy on there, right? You get okay. like five or six slices. So, you get potato, cheese, yeah. and onion, which are... Yes, here. You've got five or six slices of ham. Already the bread has been buttered with um, real mayonnaise on either side. And now we're about to get the tato. Like already I massively disagree with this, but yeah, okay. The company, there's in uh, the north of Ireland where I'm from, they, their cheese and onion are the best crisp they do. You put the entire packet wow. on there. Uh -huh. This is small bread, I'm going to say. And this is the... Maybe the most exciting thing that'll happen in your day, your year, your life is the, is the crunch, is why it's called potato smashy. You go to this and you go, ooh. That's got a nice sound. There we go. Okay. Because you have to crunch okay. them, of course. I actually sometimes crunch them before they go in. Like I crunch them in my hand and then sprinkle them in. But listen, mm. technique, like you can do that either way. My fundamental problem here, Kira, is that a potato sandwich is three ingredients. It is bread, real butter, and tato. That's it. See, I would be on the same page as you um, about you. that. I've never heard of the, the mayonnaise, the ham, and then the crisp no. sandwich, but it's something that I am interested to try out. I feel... By the way, actually, Kira, did you know... This is not me doing the whole lol, north and south of Ireland thing. Did you know the tato guy looks different in Northern Ireland? I did not know that. The tato bag is different. There's Northern Irish tato and there's Irish tato. And they're literally two different bags. The tato man, like, you know the guy he's wearing, like, the hat and, like, he has a suit on and everything and those, like, black <laughs> yeah. shoes? He looks very different in Northern Ireland, believe it or okay, not. Okay, there you and go. And the tato bag is a completely different design. And I don't, again, I really don't want to make this political, but you know how they do say, Kira, if there ever, and I'm not expressing an opinion either way, if there ever was to be a united Ireland, right, that there's a lot of things we'd have to work out. Like, what's our flag going to look like? What um, are certain, you know, we'll say governmental departments going to do? Like, as in, what will our school curriculum be? You are now maybe adding in the Tato sandwich into this political debate. I worry that this would also be a great source of tension. Well, and also what colour the Tato man is going to be. He's two different logos depending on what okay. country you're in this. That is a lot to take on board, but right now we're just focusing on the actual simple crisp sandwich itself. Okay? No, no, so I hear you. It divided the internet. Many people were surprised by the ingredients. One person said, Jamie Dornan introducing the Tato Sambo to US audiences and using mayo and ham. Oh my God, said someone. Yeah, agreed. Somebody else wrote, Jamie Dornan, Jimmy Kimmel interview was fun. I love me a Tato sandwich, but no mayo, no ham, just lots of butter. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing with that. Like, I don't know if it was that they, they said to him or something, look, you need more in this. We need to get a few more seconds out of this segment or something, but... No, I, I think no. that is honestly um, the, the sandwich that, um, that Jamie Dornan obviously grew up in. My crisp sandwich, and I haven't had one in a really Go long for it. time. Yeah, how do you do it now? It's literally when I used to, it used to be white bread, mm -hmm. it used to be real butter and it used to be the, the crisps, a whole packet of crisps yes. and then I'd, then I'd layer over the bread and then I'd crunch it. Or as Would you Dornan, crunch it in it? In it, like uh, so, Jamie when Dornan, the crisps are in there already. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Jamie Dornan said he smashed. That's why it's called potato smashy. Mm, I just would crunch it, and then I would cut it diagonally, so that I'd have two separate crisps, half crisp sandwiches. Okay. I would eat the whole thing whole. Would you eat it whole? Oh no! Of course I'd cut it. Yeah. Not some type of savage. Of course, <laughs> absolutely. Of course I'd cut it in the middle. God Almighty! I wouldn't just pick up the bread and start horsing into it from one end. No. Oh my God, no, it's a very elegant experience. I'd have to, no, take my time with this. No, of course. So there you go. Hey, look at you and I actually agreeing on the composition of the Tato sandwich, if not the exact delivery of it, certainly. Do you know the, what though? Yeah. I'm impressed by Jamie Dornan's culinary skills. And do you know what? I think I would try out the Smashy for sure. I'm glad to see it getting the representation it deserves. I mean, like, it's a slight variation of ours, sure. And again, as I say, if there was ever a United Nation, this is something we'd have to work out. But it's certainly nice to see some form of it. Yeah. On the world stage, Kira. No, you're, abs yeah, so there you go. you're absolutely right. All right. New dad's on the way with I Lady also, Bird. Yeah, what? I just love the way he says Tato Smashy. I just love his accent, Jimmy Dornan. But anyway. I think he has a good a accent. That's a side point. And I was like, I'm glad it's somebody like him introducing this on Actually, the world stage. Actually, you know what stage. did irritate me about that clip? It was how Jimmy Kimmel said Ireland. I know. It was and like, he's like, he was trying to put on like an Irish I accent. I heard and that I get, as well. I understand it. And also, um, we won't talk about it now, but in that interview as well, Jamie Dornan basically was like telling American people it's not St. Patty's Day. 
it's St. Patrick's Day. Good. So thank you, Jimmy Dornan, for doing an incredible service last Thursday on Jimmy Kimmel Live. The Paddy's Day thing, great. The the Tato representation, great. As you say, Jimmy Kimmel sing, do you really eat this in Ireland? I think that just might be how Americans say Ireland, though. Do you reckon? I think they just just, say Ireland. I just felt he was putting it on. Yeah, hold on. So you ordered some ingredients, and I would like you to tell us what this is. This is In a second he says, do you really eat this in Ireland? Something that Wait. you really eat in Ireland. Oh no, he does go Ireland, doesn't he? Ireland. Oh, you he know, does. that was, look, if I were to How pick out something he? incredibly wrong about that about that clip in that interview, that's probably what I'd focus on. But um, Agreed. anyway. We need to stick together as Irish people, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be. I was just reading there, Chris, I think it was on her.ie, that a perfume that smells exactly like mini eggs is about to hit the market. I could do that. I like that. Mm. I like the idea of that. Seemly, it smells like delectable cocoa with a touch of honey that lingers on the skin for a truly heavenly finish. I would do. I would. I would like, go for that. Some of these novelty I ones are awful, but that sounds good. Love mini eggs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know that about me, Chris? But I love mini eggs. Yeah, I used to. You, you used to eat packets of them when we, when we were on the yeah. video at night. You'd have like know. entire packets of them over the course of the night. You were big into them. I remember. It was You're judging uh, me. No, not at all. It's one of the things I like about you. It's one of the you, one of the positive marks for, for you, as far as I'm concerned. You didn't mention the fact that we used to absolutely share and rifle through bags of Haribo at nighttime as well. But anyway, we ate like actual toddlers, like we on did. the nighttime. We, we really awful. did. But anyway, Jesus. Um, but my point is, I love mini eggs. I will eat a million mini eggs, but I don't know. Do I want to smell like a mini egg? You know? No, I would be for that. You know the way they sometimes do things like they're going to make one that smells like Pringles or cheese or whatever, yeah. or like some novelty one to promote uh, whatever. That one I could go for. That sounds good. Like That sounds really. You know, yeah. Well, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> Can't wait to smell like that. Absolutely. <laughs> smell like some mini. Hi. Hi, Chris. Hi, Kira. Thanks very much. Hi. Yeah. So welcome it Rory going? to the show. Rory, what are you up to today or where are you? I'm just after getting in the in the door. I was at a cousin's engagement party last night very nice. for Kenny, so oh, we're just nice. after getting back to Wexford. Okay, so I'd imagine maybe you could do with some juicy takeaway food this evening. <laughs> Sounds very good. Sounds very good indeed. Rory, are you a little, <laughs> we'll say, sensitive or tender after the night's proceedings, or are you you in okay form? Uh, I'm, I'm in decent enough form now. The head was a bit shaky this morning. But you sound in good form, though. Like, you don't sound absolutely like on death's door or anything. Like, you sound all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, okay. I am. All right. <laughs> I think I think Roy's trying to reassure himself that he's all right. But listen, uh, how yeah. about we get down to some business here? Chris and Kira's Quiz of the Week. Rory, how this is going to work is we're going to ask you five questions on the biggest goings-on of the last week. Actually, biggest goings-on is subjective here. I don't know if everybody would consider these the biggest goings-on of the last week. But listen, um, we're going to ask you five questions on some big stories over the last week. If you get four out of five answers right, you will win yourself 100 euro worth of Just Eat credit added straight to your account. How does that sound, Rory? That sound like a deal? Brilliant. Excellent. Sounds amazing. Okay. Excellent. Okay, all right, Rory, we'll be delicate with you, but here is your first question. Lindsay Lohan agreed a three movie deal with Netflix this week. But what was her first movie? Was it A the Parent Trap? Was it B the Mouse Trap? Or was it C the Vaughn Traps? A the Parent Trap. It wasn't. No, that was her you... first film. Yeah, it was her first film. She played there was Twins. two Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah. she played like yeah. set of twin, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what guys? It took me years to figure out there was only one Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh, same. When I was a kid, yeah, I, I was, was a kid when that film yeah. was out. I just presumed they were they were twins. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Anyway, there Rory, you go. what were you like on it? Did you know from the start that that was just one actress, or were you also uh, convinced they were twins? I, 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 I thought they were twins at the same time. To be honest, yeah. it was a great movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really good movie. You're right. Anyway. Here's your next question, Rory. We're off to a good start. Neighbours is finally coming to an end after 37 years, but which street is it famously set on? Is it A, Oliver Street, B, Lawson Street, or C, Ramsey Street? So I didn't catch the, quite the start, the start of the sure. question. Sorry. Neighbours, so the TV show Neighbours, is finally yeah. coming to an end after 37 years, but which Disgrace. street is it famously set on? Is it A, Oliver Street, B, Lawson Street, or C, Ramsey Street? Yeah, Ramsey, Ramsey Street. Come on. It Ramsey is Ramsey Street. Street. It is indeed. Yeah. Okay. Your next be a question. Big soap watcher now. <laughs> no, you know what? That what would have, have you been doing for 37 well. years? You know what you can do now, though, Rory? You know the way someone finds a new TV show? If you started watching Neighbours now, you'd have 37 years worth of it to watch. Like, you'd never <laughs> run out. You'd be like, oh my God, I found this great new show, and I have an entire <laughs> lifetime worth of stuff to watch. You'd be thrilled. Do you know, Neighbours is where Kylie Minogue started off, it's where Jason Donovan started off. Margot well, Robbie, I think. 
Yeah, Margaret Robbie was also on. A lot of famous faces actually appeared on Neighbours. I think actually... Holly Valance, uh, broadcast coordinator, Adam points out, was also on. Chris Hemsworth was... He was in Home and Away, but I think he was also... In neighbours as well. So anyway, interesting. It's quite an alumni, list. doesn't wow, it? it does. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone really okay. hard on selling this to Rory here. I'm sure Rory's just <laughs> interested in getting on with the quiz. But, right. Here is your next question, Rory. Samuel L. Jackson this week told the London Times this week that he should have won an Oscar for his role in which movie? And can I just say I completely agree. Is it A, Snakes on a Plane? Is it B, Pulp Fiction? Or is it C, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? Ooh. Um, Pulp Fiction? Yes. Yes, indeed. Pulp Fiction was one of those movies that kind of flew below the radar. It didn't win like a lot of awards or anything like that. And it is, it is up there in my top five favorite movies. I think he should have gotten one for Snakes on a Plane as well. That was great. <laughs> it was a great film. Anyway, how about this? Here's your next question. Are we on three out of three? We are. Mm-hmm. The Winter Paralympics began this week. Where are they being held? Is it A, Gran Canaria? Is it B, Beijing? Or is it C, Galway? <laughs> I think I think I think I'll go with Beijing. Yes, well done. You it is are indeed correct. Okay, here you go. Is this your final question? I think it is. It is. This is a politics question, Rory, So put your serious hat on. Which party did Alan Kelly resign as leader from this week? Is it A the cocktail party? Is it B the birthday party? Or is it C the Labour Party? <laughs> a nice easy one to finish. Uh, C the Labour Party. Well done, Rory. Yes, five Absolutely out of five. Well done, Rory. And we know that you're a little bit delicate. We know that you might be a little bit tired, but congratulations. You have just won yourself 100 euro worth of Just Eat Badgers. Now, the important question is, what are you going to get yourself this evening? Mm. I'm going back. I'm going back to college in Galway this evening, so I think I'll treat myself to a bougie. Oh, nice. Very good. Nice. And what are you studying in Galway? Uh, Medicine in Galway. Wow. Are you in NUI? NUIG, yep. Wow, that is where... That is where these two amazing radio hosts went to college as well, let me tell you. I love how you, you're doing medicine, though. <laughs> Kathy Chris didn't end up doing that. You know. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know if Kieran and I would have uh, lasted long in medicine. What year were you in, Rory? Uh, fourth year. Oh, fourth very year. good. Okay, well, listen. Uh, Rory, we'll let you get back to it. And um, best of luck and all of that kind of stuff. And enjoy your bougie. Thanks so much. Yeah, enjoy your afternoon. There we go. Too. That's, uh, that's Rory, Kieran. I was going to go further and say like that there's a lecture hall named after us or something like that, but I didn't. We don't want to embarrass Rory like that. Rory's, yeah, Rory's doing something serious. You know what I mean? Rory's doing medicine. We can't be saying oh. that nonsense to him. My goodness, incredible Do you know what I'm going to do now, Chris? What is that? I'm going to make myself a is Tito that right, Smashy. Kira? You're going you're gonna to go and make yourself a Tito Smashy? Tito well, what Smashy. what Kira? That's fine. Wait, no, we really can't. We cannot stoop to this level, Kira. We cannot. Sorry, it's, I apologize. We are above that. We wouldn't like if somebody was... Was imitating our Galway accent. That is you know very I mean? true. But that was I was just doing a Jamie Dornan impression. So That was a Jamie Dornan impression. It was a yep. very poor Jamie Dornan impression. It was Do you know what wasn't poor zero though? Zero out of ten. What? The shows. Oh this my weekend. god, yeah, no, they Thank were incredible. You. Jesus, yeah. Fantastic sake. Anyway, uh Kieran, I'll be back soon. Until then, for myself, Chris, goodbye from Kira. Goodbye. Uh, Chris and Kira. Weekends from eleven. Uh,